A reading from Matthew 1, 18-21. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Uh, that, that's something like uh, uh, not very many lines. And they've packed so much in here that it would take about an hour and a half to even start to unload it. But one of the things I want to do is an intro to this short uh, um, discussion of the birth of Jesus is to say how the four Gospels actually treat it differently. And we've talked a little bit about this. This and the, and the Gospel of Luke are very, very detailed about the birth of Jesus, though there are differences. But Mark uh, gives you almost nothing and uh, John gives you a very philosophical introduction, and then you're almost almost immediately in the in the adult life of Jesus as he enters his ministry in John. Here it is so wonderful because it starts out with just this very simple statement: "This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about." After that, you get on this roller coaster, and you're introduced to all of these uh, natural and supernatural. Um, forces at play here that are mind-boggling. And, you know, you mentioned that each gospel writer has a different introduction. It's interesting Mm -hmm. that Matthew includes Joseph. Joseph doesn't get a lot of press in the gospels, and there's a lot of speculation about him. Did he die when Jesus was young? Um, If he's too present in the story, do you lose sight of the virgin birth and all of these things? But Joseph was an amazing character. Uh, there's interesting phrases, like you said, packed into this. Faithful to the law. Well, what did the law say? I mean, Moses' law said she should be stoned. Right. Why protect her? And yet it says he does not want to uh, disgrace her. He wants to divorce her quietly. Uh, we see this compassion in Joseph. Uh, he had every right in society to really just uh, move on from her. And yet he reaches out to the weak. And we're going to see in a couple days when we read the passage of them going to Bethlehem, he actively protects her by taking her with him on that trip, which ends up playing so significantly in the fulfillment of prophecy. But up to the sentence uh, in the 20th uh, verse, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. There's an intervention here. Because what he was going to do, which was right by the law, was outside of God's intention. And God had to uh, uh, enter in through one of his messengers, an angel, and say, there's more to this story, Joseph, than you can even imagine. It's interesting, because that would suggest that there's a law of God, or maybe the Spirit of God, that always resides over the law of God in its written form. And sometimes God will call us to things that are... um, feel contradictory in our spirit and our soul, but are really the things that God is orchestrating in our lives. And one final point, which uh, is that there is always the presence throughout the entire 
uh, well, New and Old Testament, but the entire Bible is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Very explicitly here uh, in this passage, he conceived in her is uh, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 